Thank you, Jesus. I want to reiterate that we're so grateful for all of our guests tonight. If you're a guest here, God bless you. We are grateful. This is what this is all about. We've talked about many years ago when we built this building. It wasn't built for the saints of God that were already here. It was built for those that didn't even know we existed and hoping that one day there would be a, a shelter from the storm that you could come and be a part of Abundant Life Center and receive the blessings that God has for you. It's good to have everybody in the house of God and all of our guests. God bless you. I'm especially glad tonight to have my middle daughter, Stephanie Parkey, and glad she's here, and her son, Zion. I, I, I call Zion and Zane, and I mix them all up sometimes. And I adopted my grandson over here, Adrian. That He's also all the way from Memphis. God bless Adrian. And glad to have all of our youngsters that went to Stockton to the experience, youth experience up there. And I know they were blessed and empowered. Grateful for them. But I'm thankful for what God's doing even tonight. And I appreciate the efforts of, of brother and sister Yandris and what they have done to help us in the last couple of weeks. Brother Yandris is full of energy, and he's a fireball, and he has a burden for the lost, and he has a burden for people in general, and uh, he's uh, not just working here, but everywhere he goes, he's bringing people to the house of God and encouraging others to do the same, and I appreciate that. They've been friends of ours for a long time, they're, they're folks that we love to vacation with when we get a chance to go somewhere because they're lots of fun, but they're also very, very serious when it comes to the things of God and working for God. And it's been our, our pleasure and our get it's been our pleasure and our blessing to have Sister Yandris and also Brother Yandris. As he's coming right now, would you give him a hand? And let's help him preach tonight. Let's respond in the Holy Ghost. Let God do what he wants to do for us. This evening, Brother Yandris, God bless you. Love you, man. I love you. And I do have a, a bottle of water here. I'm going to raffle this off the church. <laughs> Miraculously, we found some bottled water. And everybody said, praise the Lord. It is an honor to be in the house of God. I have Wendy here and Anthony here. And they're a miracle. So what a... A spirit of revival in this place. You, just like the day of Pentecost in here. It's just, you know, don't ever stop worshiping like this. You got a youth movement going on in here. That's always a sign of a revival church. We're a generational church. Young people dancing, shouting, clapping their hands, running the aisles. You know what? We don't want dead church. God is not dead. He's alive. Hallelujah. I feel him in my heart. I feel him in my bones. I feel him all over me. And it's the Holy Ghost fire keeping me alive. I give honor to pastor. I mean, really, he loves people. He loves people. And he's always very, very positive. I love Bishop, and I just, I, I love this whole area. If I was going to live in the San Joaquin Valley, this would be the best place right here. It's just, abs it's the best of all the San Joaquin Valley. You're blessed. 
Thank you, Jesus. And good to have my wife here, my boss. I did, I got to confess that I did not uh, wear a tie today, but tonight I wore, wore one because you told me you were coming, so I'm just, I'll be in trouble, but she likes for me to dress up. I'm somewhat a little sloppy with it. And the worship here is second to none. You got the worship going. Hallelujah. I, I appreciate it because it makes it easy to preach when you worship. And God inhabits praise. And enter to his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. You know why I praise the Lord? Because really I'm just bragging on him. You know, C.L. Lewis, who wrote many books, and he was a scholar, and he was a, one of the top atheists in the world, and he said the thing that uh, made me not religious and believe in the Bible is why would a God want to be praised and worshipped? Isn't that just nothing but arrogance? And he had a point, but he said, I started studying the Bible, and I found that whatever you love, you're going to brag on it. And that's the root of praise. It's, it's, I, I exalt him because I, that's, that's my thing. You, you get involved in a sports team or a, a vehicle or cars or hot rods, you, you, you know, you just, <laughs> uh, you, you're going to brag on that hot rod. You're going to start, you know, just exalting it because you love it. And when you love Jesus, you start bragging on him and praising him and magnifying him and clapping your hands on him. And then he says, I reward you by showing up. That's the power of praise. Hallelujah. So I come to praise the Lord. And I've come to shout and to sing tonight. I've come to magnify the Lord. The wise men came with a worship and they got an encounter with Jesus. Hallelujah. I just want to show you a picture. I was uh, not too long ago preaching a revival in Seattle, Washington, and I knocked on this man's door right here, and all he did was weep and cry, and his whole body was shaken, and he couldn't even get a word out. And, but he got in my vehicle, and I had, I had my vehicle packed, a church uh, van, and he came in the front, and he was just weeping all the way to church. He comes to church on a on a Sunday night, and then I took him home, and he cried all the way home, and in the service, no one could even get a word out of him. We thought, man, what's wrong with this man? And so he, Wednesday came along. I went back to his house. I knocked on the door, and he's, and he's weeping. He's just trembling. And finally, I got him in the, in the van. He said, he said, the day you picked me up on that Sunday night, my Three-year-old daughter was murdered. This is Seattle, Washington. But, and his wife had left him, and the boyfriend murdered his three-year-old and said, uh, so I, I, I was just, I didn't know what to do. I came to church, and I'm, I came tonight. He came to the altar, repented of his sins, and when he came out of the water, when he got baptized in Jesus' name, this is what he said. He said, I forgive the man that, uh, murdered my three, my three-year-old daughter. I forgive the man that murdered my three-year-old daughter. I forgive the man that murdered my three-year-old daughter. And he started speaking an unknown tongue by saying that, and God set him free and got him off drugs and alcohol. That's the power of God. It doesn't matter what you're going through. God is greater 
than your problem. God is greater than your darkest hour. Everybody clap your hands up to the Lord. Come on, everybody, clap your hands unto the Lord and shout, God is great and greatly to be praised. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Colossians 1.14. Good to see all the young people. Zion, am I getting your name right? I asked him how tall he was. He said 6'5", and I said, I'm 6'4 and a half. Come over here and stand over here, Zion. He said, I'm... We're standing here. I say, he said, I'm six five. I said, I'm six four and a half. <laughs> I like all these tall people. Everybody say, in whom we have redemption through his blood. That's how you get redemption. Even the forgiveness of sins. We're going to read it one more time. In whom we have redemption through Jesus' blood, even the forgiveness of sins. In Egypt, approximately 150,000 lambs were slaughtered on the night of the Passover in Exodus 12. Israel wandered in the wilderness for the next 40 years where they slaughtered 28,000 lambs. And King Hezekiah slaughtered 10,000 sheep and one sacrifice for sins. At Solomon's temple, 22,000 cattle, 120,000 sheep and goats were slaughtered in one sacrifice for sins. That's 262,000 animals and over 290,000 gallons of blood. And another sacrifice, King Solomon sacrificed 10,000 sheep. They were slaughtered. That is 10,835,000 gallons of blood. Each Passover in Jerusalem, where they did it once a year, there was as high as 300,000 lambs that were slaughtered. And that's 310,000 gallons of blood. For 1,500 years, they sacrificed animals for sin and iniquity and murder and evil and lust and adultery and lying and stealing. But it couldn't take away their sins. What can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. And I see a crimson stream of blood. It flows from Calvary. That perfect blood, that God blood, that divine blood, that healing, miracle, supernatural, flawless blood. And one drop tonight will redeem you. Just one drop will cleanse you and save you and sanctify you and wash away your sins and wash away all the evil. And I'm talking about the blood of Jesus in whom we have redemption through his blood, 
even the forgiveness of sin because this blood is spotless, it is sinless, it is divine, eternal, and all-powerful. I'm not talking about tonight animal blood, heifer blood, sheep blood, turtle dove blood, or oxen blood, or pigeon blood, but God blood, Jesus blood, Calvary blood, supernatural blood. I'm talking about the precious blood of Jesus. Let's give the Lord a big hand clap of praise and everybody shout the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah, nothing else will get you. Not rehab, not a jail sentence, not being beat with a, with a bunch of stripes, but the blood of Jesus. I was at a camp meeting one year in Santa Maria, and I came up a bunch, a group of men that were standing around talking, and be honest with you, they were gossiping, and I just kind of got in there. I wanted to hear the little bit of the dirt, and they said, did you hear about those two guys? And I knew who they were talking about. I said, they said, they went to a party, and they got drunk, and they made a list of sins, and they, they said, do you know what they did? And I piped up and I said, but do you know what the blood did? I'm telling you, it washed away the party, the beer, the murder, the drugs, the hang-ups, the lowest sins, the dirtiest sins. It reaches to the highest mountain and it flows to the lowest valley. Satan, the blood of Jesus is against you and they overcame Satan by the blood of the lamb. It doesn't matter what virus comes against us, the blood is against us. It doesn't matter how much fear there is, the blood of Jesus is against you, devil. Clap your hands up to the Lord and shout with a loud voice. Come on, let's clap our hands. Let's clap our hands. Let's be Pentecostal tonight. Let's be apostolic tonight. Let's be Holy Ghost tongue talkers tonight. So in London, England, a few decades ago, there was a six-year-old boy who went shopping at one of those big, large malls in downtown London, and the parents got carried away, lost sight of their six-year-old boy. And he got lost, and they looked and looked for him, and they spent an hour or two, and they got security, and they were checking the whole, all the parking lots and brushing it, going back and forth. And they had the coppers come, and that's what they call them in England instead of police. So the coppers came out, and they were looking and searching, and uh, they, they brought just a whole lot of people just come in, just searching the little boy. They showed him pictures. Finally, uh, the parents said, we're going to be right back. We're going to go home and drop everything off. And it had been four or five hours now, and we're going to come back and get dressed. And They, they had everybody searching. So the, finally, the little boy was... They found him. He was hiding underneath a bunch of clothes, under a clothing rack. And he came out. And the copper said, where do you live? He said, I don't know. They said, what's your phone number? The little boy said, I don't know. Said, well, what does your house look like? Little six-year-old boy said, I don't know. He said, but I do know one thing. That by my house, there's a church 
with a tall steeple that goes way up in the sky. And on top of that steeple is a cross. And so they got him in the car. Sure enough, it was only about four or five blocks away from the whole, most of, uh, in every direction, you could see this church. That's how high the steeple is. And so they took him right there, and the coppers, they stopped, and he said, just let me out right here. He, some, he said, from right here, I know my way home. If you take me to the cross tonight, if you take me to the Lamb, if you take me to the church building, the church house, if you take me to where that steeple is, from there I can find my way home. If you take me where the nail-starred hands are and the blood running from down his, his back and his, and his legs, from there I can find my way home. There's no other way to find your way to heaven. Somebody tonight is lost. Somebody tonight in this auditorium is confused and messed up and addicted and, and chaotic and guilty. But I'm telling you tonight, can I just point at the cross? Behold the Lamb of God which taketh away the sins of the world. Can I introduce you to Calvary tonight? Can I introduce you to the Lamb's blood that was shed for you? There's power, power, wonder-working power power in the blood of the lamb and at the cross at the cross where I first saw the light and the burdens of my heart it rolled away everybody clap your hands unto the Lord come on everybody shout the cross shout the cross that's the answer tonight the cross it's not in drugs and alcohol it's not in winning the lottery but it's the cross that's what counts. When I was in Toronto, Canada, and I met to show her picture, but I knocked on this door, and this Muslim lady, she was born and raised a Muslim, and she said, yeah, you can come in and talk to me. And she said, but you got to take off your shoes and your socks. And I was with this big old man in the church. His name was Mark, and so we both took our shoes and socks off, and we left it outside, and her name's Bibi. She was born and raised in South Africa, and she immigrated to Toronto, Canada. And she said, yeah, you come in and talk to me. So we're sitting at the table, and we're talking, and we're just talking Bible. She said, you know, I've never been to church before, ever. I've always just gone to the mosque and Allah, and she was going through all this. She said, but I'll tell you what, I'm going to come to church with you. I, I'm, I'm coming to church this Sunday. So we picked up Bibi, and I, I picked up Bibi, and we went to church, and it happened to be that it was like every song that was sung, it was about Calvary. And the song they sang, I think, three times in one service, which is unusual. It was at the cross, at the cross, where I first saw the light and the burdens of my heart. It it, it, it rolled away and she was sitting on the second pew and I saw Bibi just crying and weeping and when we sang about Jesus she would just start calling on Jesus and her whole body started shaking she never felt anything like it before and before you know it Bibi was speaking in an unknown tongue and we never even talked about the Holy Ghost and then when I took her home she just said I can't get that song off my mind I've never been to church before 
but at the cross, at the cross where I first saw the light and the burdens of my heart, it rolled away. I'm trying to get somebody tonight to the cross, uh, to the altar, to be redeemed and your sins washed away. Hallelujah. You'll find home in the baptismal tank. You'll find home at the altar. You'll find home in repentance and by the blood of Jesus. Can we clap our hands unto the Lord? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now you may not. I I was born and raised in this. and I had backslid for about three years. and I, I, I don't tell this very often. But I was on the United States ski team, snow skiing. And if you think that's nothing, only 32 qualify in the whole world. Just 32. That's it. And I had one talent in the world. I can't do anything else. I can't even. My wife has to show me how to use a phone. I just, I mean, it's the one talent I had. And so I was going to make a lot of money. And I, I, I left church over it. And so... I, I raced against, you name it, I raced against Russia and, and South America, and I traveled everywhere, had my snow skis, and I started just, it started out with, I just started missing church, missing church, and you know, I was racing first on, on just Saturdays, now I'm racing on Sundays, and I got to make money, and I got to go out there and race, and so I, I was, I, I'll come back to that, but in 1982, uh, my friend and I, we went to Lake Tahoe, and it was in March. The water was still cold, and you could see the bottom of the lake. And it was about 11 o'clock at night, and we went and parked our boat at a nightclub, and we went in there, and I was backslidden. I was just out of my mind. I had faded so far from church. I wasn't even thinking about it anymore. And it all started with just missing Wednesday nights and a little bit on Sunday, and I faded and faded, and pretty soon I was blind and I couldn't see. And I went into that nightclub, just Rick, Gastel, and I, and I drank three kamikazes. And when I walked out of there, I just couldn't even hardly see. We got back in his boat. We had taken his boat up there and we got out there and his lights didn't work on the boat but Lake Tahoe was just surrounded with these high mountains that go up 7,000 8,000 feet and I've skied all that for many many years and so when we were when we were going across the water he had it at full throttle and we couldn't see anything but I found a little spotlight and I would just use that spotlight just to look at the mountains and the Ski runs, and the, I just said, man, look at that. There's Heavenly Valley. There's Alpine Meadows, and he's just, just going across there blindly. And all of a sudden, we hit another boat. It was a Chris Craft, and we just came to a sudden stop, and we're both intoxicated, and the water's icy cold. And when he, I, I, Rick disappeared, I didn't know where he went. And so I jumped off the boat, and I noticed we cut that boat in half, but I thought, man, we've killed somebody. We've, we've, we were drunk and we killed somebody. And so I looked around. I couldn't find anybody in that boat that we cut in half. And so when, but it was a Chris Craft, so I slipped into the water, in the cold water. And being completely drunk, 
and icy cold water, I started sinking lower, 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 and I could feel myself coming to the bottom of the lake. And I, I, my whole body was in shock. I couldn't even move my arms. I, I, was in, I, I started crying out. I said, God, if you just get me back to the cross, if you just get me back to the altar, if you get me back to the house of God where I grew up, I promise you I'll run to the altar. I'll make everything right because I can't die this way. I've got to be saved. I've got to go to heaven. I've got to go to eternity and live forever and ever and walk the streets of gold and the walls of Jasper. i got to make it, Lord. Don't do this. Please let my parents pray a prayer right now. Get me back to the cross. If you get me back to the Lamb of God, I'll make everything right. Everybody clap your hands unto the Lord. Shout with a loud voice. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Somehow I surfaced up to the top and I didn't see my friend. And I and I, I grabbed, I, I went back, like I just wasn't thinking straight. I went back to looking for those people again, and I couldn't find anybody in that ship or that little boat we sank. And so I went back down, and again, I cried. I cried, God, help me. Get me out of this. And I want to tell you, God got me out of that for a reason. There's a lot of you. You should have been dead a long time ago. But God's um, and you will be redeemed and come to the altar and repent of your sins and be baptized. I feel like preaching tonight. The blood is greater than anything in this world. Calvary is greater than anything in this world. Oh God, set me free and redeem me. Oh God, happy day, happy day when Jesus washed my sins away. Oh happy day when Jesus washed my sins away. Hallelujah. Everybody say praise the Lord. Everybody say praise the Lord. So here I am. I got a real career in front of me. And then the United States Olympic team invited me to join. I'd have to move to Park, State, Park, Park City, Utah. And I was already agreeing to go. Pack my bags and go. And I was stalling a little bit. I was just stalling. I, I made a promise to God. I started stalling. I was just like torn. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to do it. I, I want to race. I, I, it's the only thing I've got. I've got to hang on to this thing. And the crowds and everything. I just, I, I, I'm addicted to it. And so I went to bed. This is about a month later. I went to bed, and I'm ready for, I'm closing now. I went to bed, and I remember falling asleep, and I had a dream. And in the dream, I saw a man break into our house, and he went down, the, the, he went uh, right to my bedroom and opened the door. He didn't go to anybody else's bedroom. Everybody else in the house was saved, but he came into my bedroom, and he stood there, and he pointed a gun at me, and it seemed like it was five hours. He pointed that gun at me, and I'm just sitting there sweating. I said, oh, God, don't let him shoot me. And I saw him pull the trigger. I saw that bullet just going like this, just slow motion, coming right toward me. It's going to hit me right here. And the whole time that bullet was coming toward me, I started repenting of my sins. I said, God, forgive me for lying to you. Forgive me, Lord, of all my sins. Forgive me. And when I woke up, I was, my whole body was sweating, 
and I was speaking in an unknown tongue. I have made my way back to Calvary. I have made my way back to the cross. This is the most important thing you could do except a man be born of water and of the spirit. He cannot enter the kingdom of God. I gotta be saved. If everything else fails in life, success is eternity. It's not having a billion dollars. It's not being famous. But success is being saved and making it to heaven. Threw all my medals away. Gold medals. Silver medals. A lot of bronze medals. I just threw them away. I said, these are temporary. They're going to fade away. But this is about eternity. This is about about forever and ever and ever. At the cross, at the cross, where I first saw the light and the burdens of my heart, it rolled away. Can we all stand to our feet? Come on, everybody, let's stand to our feet. That's it. I know we were long tonight, but just for a moment, (laughs) I want everybody to make their way up to the front before we close. We're getting ready to close. I want everybody to just make their way up to the front. You can't afford to lose your soul. That's it. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. Come on, everybody. Let's make our way to the front. He that believeth not shall be damned. Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ. I want to tell you something. You could be baptized tonight in that all-powerful name, Jesus. You could be baptized tonight. We have robes. We have towels. And let me tell you, I have multiple friends that when they came out of the water, they never could do drugs again, addiction again. It broke it because salvation's in the name of Jesus. It broke it immediately. It broke all the habits. They're going to sing. And I want everybody to raise their hands right now. Just say, God, cleanse me with your blood. God, redeem me. With your blood. That's it. Oh, That's the it. blood, redeeming blood. Come on, start thanking him for the blood. Jesus' blood. Wash me, Lord, tonight. for me. With your blood, oh, Jesus. the blood. Cleanse me, Lord. Saving blood. Cleanse Cleansing me. Cleansing blood. With your blood, from Jesus. Calvary. That's it. Oh, Lamb of God. I've got to have Calvary. Crucified for my sin. He bled and died. And oh, how precious is the blood. Come on, start thanking him for the blood right now. Thank you for the blood. Oh, the blood. Redeeming blood, Jesus' blood. That's it. Shed for me. One soul is worth more than the whole universe. Oh, the blood. The blood. The saving blood. The blood of Jesus. Cleansing blood from Calvary. Oh, Lamb of God. 
cleanse me, Lord, with the blood. Wash me. Forgive me of my sins, Lord. Forgive me of my evil, Lord. Forgive me, Jesus. Have mercy upon me, Lord. Come on, that's it. Redeeming blood. That's it. Jesus' blood. Forgive me, Jesus. Shed for me. Come on, if you have Jesus, you have everything. The cleansing blood. That's it. Saving blood from Calvary. Oh, Lamb of God was crucified for my sin. I repent, Lord. Forgive me, Jesus. I know you're. You will, Lord. You're faithful. You're just to forgive. Here I am, Lord. I'm laying it out to you, Lord. Forgive me of my evil thoughts. Forgive me for lying, stealing, doing things that are are sinful, Lord. That's it. Forgive me of my iniquities. The blood of Jesus. Forgive me of my sins, Lord. I've got to be saved. That's it. Oh, the blood of Jesus. It washes white as snow. That's it. Come on, does anybody want to be baptized tonight? Come on up here if you want to be baptized. We have ropes. We have towels. Come on and be baptized tonight. You want to be baptized? You already been baptized? Come on in. That's where the cross is. Right there. That's where Calvary is. Come on and be baptized tonight. In Jesus' name. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. I'm thankful. He that believeth not shall be damned. For the blood of Jesus. I can't hear you. I'm thankful for the blood of Jesus. I'm thankful for the blood. That's it. Just start talking about the blood of Jesus. And the devil flees. That's it. Come on, sing it, everybody. Everybody sing it. That was wide. Man, I feel it. I feel it. Yes. Come on, everybody singing it. Everybody singing it. 
I just want to make one more announcement. If anybody wants to be baptized tonight in the name of Jesus, let me just tell you, uh, that's where the cross is. That's where Calvary is. The Bible says, and now why tarriest thou? Arise and be baptized and wash away thy sins, calling on the name of Jesus. Because that's where, that's where the blood is and the Calvary is. We do have robes and we have towels. So you just think about it. Come on back up here. Let's sing one more time.